This is Josh Scher, and I'm sitting here with Brian Croft, the pastor of Auburn Hill Baptist Church and the founder of Practical Shepherding. And what we're going to talk about today on our podcast is the pastor's first year. So, Brian, you're talking with a lot of pastors through email, over the phone, you're meeting people at conferences, guys who are early on in their ministry. And what I, what I want you to do today is just talk about what that first year is like for pastors, some of the things you're hearing, some of the counsel you're giving and just give those who are listening some advice. So uh, first, I just want to want to ask you, um, what should a pastor expect during his first year at a church? Maybe you can share some things you experienced in your first year at Auburndale, or just stories that you're hearing about guys who are early on in their ministry. What What is that first year like? Yeah, actually, before I answer that question, I think it needs to be acknowledged that I think there are reasons that the typical stay is two to three years for a pastor, and then he leaves. That's kind of the stat that's been there for a long time. So this is an important conversation to have because something's happening in those first two to three years that's making a pastor bail after that time, thinking that's enough time to figure out whether they should stay or not, if this is salvageable or not. And so um, I just want to reiterate that I think it's it's misguided expectations on what the first couple of years are supposed to look like, uh, on why... Guys will go in and and then be frustrated, discouraged, and leave in two years. The reality is the first year or two is really spent to establish yourself in that church. Uh, I often say that uh, the first two years is just enough time for for a pastor to realize what a mess of a church he just took. And the, the first two years is just enough time for that church to realize what a mess of a pastor they just got. And then after those two years, the... The church and the pastor then have to figure out how to work together and to love each other. And so the first two years, really, even so, so talking about the first year, is a, a big part of that is establishing the relationships with those people and trust. There is often wounds in the, in the, in the sheep of the church from previous pastors who have come and gone and, and not stayed and, and left the church worse than it was. And so the first year, some call it the honeymoon stage, but everybody's trying to get to know each other and things are pretty calm and everybody's still kind of behaving. And then some think the honeymoon lasts a, a year and then that starts to go away and the problems start to rise. That was not the case for me. And I don't think that's the case for some some other men who go into pastor churches. Uh, I mean, within three months, I had a movement to for, for someone to fire me that one of my staff people had had started. So... Uh, I didn't have much of a honeymoon stage at all, and I know some guys that don't. But generally speaking, that first 9 to 12 months, everybody's trying to just feel the other one out and figure out what's what's going to happen. So um, usually one or the other happens. Either it's pretty it's pretty straightforward, it's a honeymoon stage, and then year two maybe starts to really rev up with the problems and the issues that come about. It also depends on what you face in your first year. So if you have some major issue come up that's unforeseen, and you have to deal with it, it really starts to shake the church up because you're the new leader and how are you going to handle it differently than the other guy? So uh, with that said, if a guy is listening to this and he's anticipating you know, entering in his first year soon, or maybe he's in that honeymoon stage, or maybe he's like in the middle of the war right now, how do you protect against being cynical? Uh, is that a danger that, that young pastors can just be really just pessimistic about what's going on in the church and about ministry in general? No, I think the balance to find 
is to be realistic about what you're going to face so it doesn't lead to despair within 18 to 24 months. I think you can go in and realize you're going into a church. So one, there's sheep there that need to be, that need a shepherd and potentially the previous shepherds have wounded them in some way. And it's going to take time to build that trust. That's just the, the way it is. So to go in with a realistic expectation helps you. At the same time, you should also go in hopeful and excited about what could happen under your leadership and what. So it doesn't have to. You just don't have to go in with a cynicism so you can survive. I, I would I would encourage people to to go in realistically about what they're going to face, but then dream about what God may do in this church and what He might begin to see within the first you know few years in the church. Um, but to go in and expect what you're dreaming about is usually what makes God. That's where guys go wrong and 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 make impatient decisions. And so, I'm telling guys now that um, if you're looking to go to a church, if you're not willing to go and stay a minimum of five years, don't go to that church because I don't. It doesn't matter how gifted you are. It takes that long to go into an established church, establish yourself, establish trust. You know, go in and preach and love the people and let the word, the ministry of the word, give it time to do its work. You just can't rush that. Mm-hmm. So uh, you've you've written a few things about you know priorities for a pastor. So what I want to take some time to do now is you know somebody's in a church the first year. There's a lot of stuff going on. Their pastor can be pulled in a lot of different directions. So I'd like you to kind of orient us to what are some things to really emphasize and focus on in that first year or two of ministry. And the way I kind of want to go about it, and you feel free to take this conversation where you want, but the way I kind of want to start us through this conversation is you have written about 10 priorities for a pastor. And so I just want to break that list in half, march through those things, and as you as you identify things to really just focus on, just talk a little bit about those. Okay. okay. Yep. So here's the first five priorities that you've listed. Uh, to guard the truth. Number two, to preach and teach the word. Three, to pray for the flock. Four, to set an example five, visit the sick. Anything in that part of the list that a first-year pastor should be especially attentive to? Hmm. So I, I think, first of all, you you pour yourself into preaching and praying. Um, you know, guys, you know, there's this recovery of expositional preaching, and I'm grateful for that, but there seems to be a disconnect, and guys go in, but then they think they have to change all these other things. When really what they need to go in and just preach and let, let the ministry of the Word do the work it's supposed to do. And pray that God will, will do that work. To spend time, just focus time preaching and praying. If you never had a regular preaching ministry, you need to pour into making sure your sermons are as strong as they can be. And, uh, and be praying for the flock and establish that. Um, you know, visit the sick. That's one of the other ones you, you know, things like... Um, being in the hospital is a key time to try to win others in the church when they're when they're sick and hurting, and that's just a great opportunity for ministry. So those are the two, the three things that stick out to me. The other two, like guard the truth and set an example, are things that definitely need to be focused on. But those are a bit more vague, and I would say are things that have to happen as you are establishing trust within the congregation. So you can be an example, but if people don't think you're the real deal. And, uh, and real and authentic in, in who you are and what you're about. And, you know, you're not going to be able to set that example until you just have lived that before. I think it's going to take a lot more time. And guarding the truth is something we're doing when we're preaching. But 
guarding the truth. So like in your first year, going after some major doctrinal issue that needs to be addressed in the church is a bad idea. So um, those are two things I would say need to be a little bit more on a on a five to ten year plan. Yeah, and it seems like as you're preaching and teaching regularly, if you're ministering the word, you will eventually get to some of those things. That's that's as the you're preaching absolutely. Church. That's the best, actually, the best way to try to change the doctrinal culture of a local church is just preach every week. It shows you're not you don't have an axe to grind. You're not targeting certain yeah. things. You're just preaching God's word. Just and preaching God's true. word, and and that's that's the best. I mean, there's so many things. You know, you're you're not only starting to establish doctrinally what the Bible's teaching on different issues, but you know, yeah, you're not you're not making it a, a business meeting. You're standing up and like I saw this in the statement of faith, and this is terrible, and we need to change that. It's a wonderful remedy to get fired, but it's not the best way to try to win people to what you're trying to teach them. Yeah. All right, I want to move to the second part of the list, and then we can circle back and touch on some things if you'd like. But um, so here's the second part of the list. Number six is comfort the grieving. Seven, care for widows. Eight, confront sin. Nine, encourage the faint-hearted. Ten, identify and train other leaders. Anything in that part of the list to focus on in the first year? Yeah. So the the widows and care for the grieving is going to fall under kind of the, the visit the sick category, where these are the these are the opportunities you're looking for. Even though a lot of young guys are actually running for from those opportunities and wanting to sit in their study and just study to preach. Going to the hospitals, the funeral homes, going to the widows' homes, that is the best way to begin to win trust with your congregation in those opening years. So you want to actually look for those opportunities in those first few years. Those are definitely a priority. Um, and, and I would say that, you know, the, trying to at least identify leaders needs to be happening in day one. You're trying to think through that and raise up leaders. Confront sin is one that I think is going to take more time. So if you connect that to like church discipline, um, you can't come in and discipline everybody you think should be disciplined in the first year. I mean, you can, but you'll get fired. So you have that has to take time of teaching and things. So I have said, though, there are there are lines that you got to pick your battles. And you show up in two months in, your chairman of the deacons is having an open affair with the secretary of the church, and they all think it's okay, and the church has turned a blind eye. That's worth tackling two months in. That's there's there's a few things I call that's worth a fireable offense, mm-hmm. in that going after something is such a big deal it's worth getting fired over. Uh, that would be one of those. So I think there are reasons, just kind of the blatant in your face situations that that really truly mar the gospel and the, the witness of that church. But there's a lot of smaller issues that are just a part of the the culture of that church that through preaching and shepherding these people, hopefully you're going to help help them work through over time and caring for the you know the weak the weaker uh, brothers and sisters you're not going to know who that is off the bat you're going to have to spend some years there to figure out who that is so those two wouldn't be as much of a priority because i think time has to help establish you before you can be really effective there yeah um any other thoughts just thinking about a pastor's first year any other you know advice or counsel that you would want to give i mean just even myself thinking back over this list i've heard you talk about in caring for the widows or the sick uh, you're probably going to have a lot of squeaky wheels that first year who want your attention. But, you know, as you've said in, in other episodes or you're writing that, you know, caring for them is a part of just being faithful to take care of the flock that you've been entrusted with. Um, any other, you know, just counsel or advice that you would give to pastors in their first year? Well, I, I think that there's a, uh, the cliche is as you go into a church and immediately you just like try to scurry out into the community and, 
and just focus on evangelism, especially in churches that are dying, that people think that's the answer. Evangelism is good and always good to do it, but that's actually not the answer in the opening years. Uh, I would say, I would encourage people to, pastor to go in and to do the hard grunt work of just shepherding that flock. They're there. They're the ones that, that need care. And if you go out and try to win a bunch of people to Jesus, which is great to do, what kind of church are you bringing them back to? So I remember in the first few years, I got a lot of flack because we didn't do as much evangelism as much as just trying to care, trying to just stabilize the church and and care for the folks who are here. Um, but the challenge was, is, is this was not a stable church. This is not a place I would want to invite somebody to come. And so we spent some time there. And then after we got the church more stable, then we made more evangelistic efforts to go out. And and I think that is a, a, a more healthy way to approach it. Um, you're not going to produce the numbers that certain people want you to see in those opening years to, you know, determine your success as some would with that. But I do think in a long term, that's the most healthy way to approach it, which is why minimum of five years, I think it, it, it needs to be um, what the, the plan is. The other thing I would I would mention is that, um, you know, it's interesting in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 16, there's a, a passage there that talks about Paul who... He's writing to the Corinthians and he says, I'm in Ephesus, I want to come see you, but I'm not coming yet because this open door ministry is happening and there are many adversaries. Um, so it's it's really a paradigm shift in the way a lot of guys think in that a lot of guys discover who their adversaries are in the church within the first two to three years. And that's one of the main reasons I'm convinced they leave in two to three years. But Paul actually stays because he says, there's adversaries here. I've got to stay. I've got to stick this out before I can come to you. So I, I'm praying that God would shift this generation of pastors to, to, under, to see it that way, not to not chase the bigger and the better thing, but to stay put and to grind it out and see what God's going to do there. I think that's going to be the key in helping guys uh, get over the two-to-three-year two hump. Thank you. Um, would you just conclude by praying for these brothers who are in the early years of ministry, if you want to make any closing remarks for that, but would you just pray for them as they're kind of trying to figure this out and grind it out? Yeah, I mean, just my, my closing statement would be just if you're listening to this, you were within your first few years at a church, you know, just God has you there for a reason. The enemies that have shown up are there probably because you're doing good, faithful gospel ministry. If you are, the enemy's going to show up. So don't be surprised at the adversaries that come, but but stick it out and realize the chief shepherd is, is with you. He's your defender, and he's going to help you battle through those things. And to try to stay a minimum of five years, I think that's that's the first point where you start to really evaluate what's going on. So let me pray for the men listening to this who can do that. Lord, bless these brothers who would listen to this and be discouraged, even those who are ready to resign today, even as they clicked on this to listen. And that you would help them to remain steadfast and remind them that you're with them. The chief shepherd is their defender and is always with them. Lord, give them a steadfastness in their ministry. And would you encourage them even as the adversaries come out of the, the, the shadows and the, the wolves rip off their, their sheep's clothing. Lord, help these pastors to remain focused and courageous in all that they're doing in that church and to stay and stay until you would want them to leave. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Trench Talk. We'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you might have for us. So to get in touch with us, you can email us at brian at practicalshepherding.com or you can contact us through Facebook or Twitter. You can find out more about Practical Shepherding at our website, 
And at the website, you can find our blog, and you can also find information about articles and books that we've published. You can also find out information about our regional workshops, where we engage pastors face-to-face to equip them for the trench work of ministry. So until next time, may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you as you labor in the trenches of pastoral ministry.